all understanding. Let it flow when my mind's under siege. All anxiety bows in the presence of Jesus, the keeper of peace. And peace is the promise he keeps.
sand people thing. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody, and welcome, and thank you for being here. A couple announcements. Please take a few moments and fill out those Connect cards. You'll see them in the rows in front of you in those little pockets. If you're up in the balcony, they're on the seats next to you. Uh, if you're joining us online, it's on the front page of our website when you, uh, when you signed in. Take a few moments and, and fill that out. And here in, the, in our auditorium, please uh, drop them off in those uh, boxes in the back where you can also place tithes and offerings and things like that. On those Connect cards, we do ask on the back side if you'd share a prayer request with us or, or maybe things are going great in life and you just want to share what God's doing. That would be tremendous. We have a group of folks who pray for you guys and it's a way of, uh, of us helping you guys by praying for you. So if you wouldn't mind, take a few moments and fill that out. When you came in today, you might have been accosted by a young man. <laughs> Tried to give you one of these. Uh, every, at the end of every month, we try to have a trifold ready. That's what we call them. They fold out in threes. And uh, it'll be addressing something that's coming, you know, in the coming month. This one's on Easter. But also in there is what's happening this month. So you can find out the dates of upcoming events, like youth group is today, and, and that's in there. And then we have our basketball games and, and youth group and other things. So in there, you'll find the listing of some coming events for this month. And the nice thing about it is it's an easily tear-off thing. So these are for you. If you'd like one, if you'd like to pass it on to somebody you know, there's a bunch of these around. So please make sure you grab one of them as well. Like I said, today we do have youth group. We're going to be painting downstairs, so hopefully you brought some painting clothes. Uh, March 15th is our basketball closing ceremony. I'm sorry, try that all over again. Basketball closing ceremony is March 9th at 6 o'clock down at the Delavan School. We've had a great time. Uh, team basketball has been running for nine weeks. One of them was a vacation week, if you will, but eight, eight weeks of total games, and we're wrapping that up and winding down. Part of what we've been doing for closing ceremonies is we, we meet down at the gym, we have uh, the kids parade in, and there's applause and all that fun stuff for them. But we also, at the end, have like a, a, a cookie thing giveaway for, for the students and for the parents who come. The school prefers we do it after, and so they don't have to sweep up the gym. So after our, our program, they walk through a, a cookie buffet line. Let's call it that, okay? Um, but for that, we do need some cookies. So if you were a cookie maker... I'd ask you to please take a moment and consider that, and you'll find in our back, in that little niche back there, a, a sign-up sheet. Now, how many cookies are you going to be making? Whatever a batch that you make is, all right? If it's two dozen, great. If it's three dozen, great. If it's five dozen, call me over to the house more often, okay? That's a big cookie batch, but, you know, okay? So, do, if you're interested in doing that and helping out, you can sign up in, the, in that niche back there. Or you know what? You also could write it on that Connect card. I'll make two dozen, three dozen, whatever it is, cookies, and drop it in there on your way out the door. On Monday, March 18th is our senior luncheon. Oh, one other thing for all you folks who volunteered for team basketball. Um, it, whether you've been a coach, a ref, a sitting at our snack stand, greeting people at the door, whatever it is, Please put on your calendar that on the 15th, we're going to be having a volunteer appreciation uh, meal uh, for all the coaches, everybody who volunteered. We're going to be doing, bringing in Skip Tillinghast. We're going to do a, a sort of like a pub grub type thing, okay? And, uh, and with, uh, um, what's the word? Trivia. There it is. See, I worked that in? So <laughs> there'll be a trivia thing along with it. So... Uh, with Skip Tillinghast. So it's just going to be a fun night, so please plan on, put that on your calendar and plan on coming. On the 24th, uh, Sunday, March 24th, which is Palm Sunday, the Church of the Nazarene will be holding a Seder meal. All are invited to it. Everyone's invited. There's no charge for this. It'll be at 5 o'clock down at the Church of the Nazarene up the street there. And then on the 29th, which is uh, Good Friday, uh, we will be joining with other churches in our community to have a Good Friday service. That's going to be at 6 o'clock down at PCF. Um, so you can look forward to that. Oh, and one other thing, extravaganza is a common. That's our Easter outreach into the community. We've been doing this for several years. We'll be down at the Delavan School. And with that, um, we need candy. Little bars, not the full-size bars. It's tough to stuff that in an Easter egg. Fold it a couple times, it'll make it, but it makes a mess. So the littler the candy and wrapped up already, and we can put them in some Easter eggs. So if you can put that on your shopping to-do list, 
while you're out and about. And we'll have a, a tote here to collect those types of things. Last year, what did we have? Was it like a 1,000? I think we had a 1,000 Easter eggs we threw out there. We had over 100 kids, so each kid could have 10 eggs. So uh, if, you, if you'd put that on your calendar. Oh, and one other thing. Thank you so much to all who donated to uh, that diaper drive we did for Choices. We took over 21 packs, if you will, of diapers down there and some cloths and for wiping and things like that. Thank you so much for assisting in that. It really speaks to those in need and those who are having kids that people care that you cared. So thank you very much for, for participating in that. You know, that's about all for announcements today. Of how, but I want to just say thank you to all of you. Um, your willingness to serve. Your willingness to serve like just in bringing in candy. That's an act of ministry. That's an act of service. Thank you for all you do. Let's pray. Father God, as we begin our service this day, Father, we love you and adore you. We appreciate you. We praise you for all that you have done for us, for your love for us. And Father, this day I pray for those here who have gathered, whether in person or on a screen, that Father, that you would speak to their hearts this day through some of the words we say, through the music we sing, maybe through a lesson that is taught. But Father, I pray for your spirit to enfold and lift up each one of us. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Good morning. If you'd stand with us. You know, as we get started, I just pray that we'd set our, set our intentions to, to say we're here to worship. That's why we're here. We have no other intention here today except to worship God. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy. All together wonderful to be. King of all days, oh so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth, you created all full of sin. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me, and I'll never know. How much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to be. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful. Worthy of every song we could ever sing 
worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, in name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, oh, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and i will fill my life upon your love it is a firm foundation i will put my trust in you alone and i will Shaken, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Sing that again. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. God, let that be our prayer. That we would just worship you, God. That we would be so close to you, God. That we would that you would lead us to those around us who need you. That our lives would just be filled with praise and every breath, that you're worthy of it. God, just cleanse us this morning. Set us, let us set our eyes on you. May you be praised. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I found. Was blind, but now I see. Was great. 
all understanding. Let it flow when my mind's under siege. All anxiety bows in the presence of Jesus, keeper of peace. And peace is the promise he keeps. Amen. Maybe see it. Good morning. Our scripture today is Psalm 139, 1 through 10. Um, I have my Bible, New Living Translation. <clears throat> Might be a little different. <clears throat> oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment, you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. Will you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you that you are an all-knowing God. We thank you that you know us, even the unspoken things in our hearts and our minds. We pray for those things today. We pray that the hurt that people are feeling that is unspoken, you give peace to. We pray that you know our praises, even if they're unspoken. We thank you for our church and for those that serve and all the volunteers. Thank you for the worship team and the pastoral team. Thank you for the secretary and for all of the work that everyone does here. <clears throat> we pray for sicknesses, cold and flu season. <laughs> we pray for strength. We pray for healing. Um, We've lost a few people recently in our church. We pray for peace for those families, for our church family. Um, peace to know that you are with them and they are with you now. <clears throat> we pray for the world, especially with this year's upcoming election. We pray that you use us, that we are the hands and the feet that go out and that help, that help with however we can, extravaganza and <clears throat> everything we do, diapers and we just pray that we're your hands and your feet, that we can be a part of that, a part of changing the world, a part of building, building God up and the church up again in this nation and in this country and in our church and in our community. Thank you for all of our blessings and for the greatest blessing of all, Jesus' sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. A reminder, we're, we're right now in that season of Lent. Lent is, starts at uh, Ash Wednesday, 40 days before Easter, or thereabouts, and, and continues till, till the culmination, the celebration of Easter morning. Now, it's not like that time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, okay, right? You, you fill up on Thanksgiving, and then you go shopping on Black Friday. Somebody here had me drive her to New York City for Black Friday one year. So um, it's not like that time where you're anticipating, oh, the wonders that are going to be on the table. Oh, the gifts I'm buying, right? That, that time that, that's in there. Lent is more of a, well, the only word I got is somber, all right? A little bit more introspective, a little quieter, a little bit more looking inside. And yet, and yet even in that somberness, there is still joy to be seen, all right? So these, uh, during this time, season of Lent, it's a little, uh, 
There's not as many woohoos going on in the service. It's more about being quiet and focusing, just so you're aware uh, as we go forward. You know, back in the day, um, I was a DARE officer in many of the Wyoming County schools. It was a joy. I had a ball doing DARE. It was fun. I'd go into the schools and teach and be there 10, 11, 12 weeks, depending upon what the school district had allotted. And one of those lessons was on media influences or media messages. Um, the media, advertisers in particular, was what we were talking about was trying to set a tone so the students would see, well, this product or this thing, you know, it maybe isn't as bad as they're thinking. Or maybe, you know, other people are using it, right? Media, any means of communication that reaches or influences a large number of people. And there was lots of different ways that we would talk about it. Like, um, there was sex appeal. You know, the beautiful people all are doing this, and so should you. You want to be a beautiful person, so you should use this product. And, and, and then there's the snob appeal, only the rich and famous. Grey Poupon, remember those commercials? Yeah, that sort of thing. The, the snobby people have that. And you want to be thought of as rich and famous, right? You deserve to be thought of that way, so you should buy this product. Or, or there was also the, the bandwagon approach. Hey, everybody's doing it, and you want to be part of everybody. You don't want to stick out. You don't want to be different, do you? So everybody's doing this. You should, too. And then there was, whoop. The personal testimony. They'd have a famous guy. This one refers to the Marlboro Man. Younger people may not know who that is. But, you know, that rugged individual. And, or the personal testimony of somebody coming up there. To say, you should do this. You deserve this. You want to be like me, right? You deserve to handle it like this. Those were just some of the techniques that were being used at, at the time. But... While these advertising things still exist, we've also added another function, um, the jingle, right? The advertising songs that are out there. The, it, it helps impart that idea that maybe all the products is, well, not bad. And maybe the product is actually more than the product. It's the idea that, you know, this product will give you happiness. This product will give you freedom. This product will give you status. This product will give you happiness. Old commercial jingle. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America wants you to call. The idea of, hey, this car is going to give you freedom. Or, or maybe this one. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. Bum bum bum. Apple tree. It was about harmony. Buy Coca-Cola. You want to be seen as helping the world out. You want to be in unity and peace with everybody, don't you? It's not just the product they're selling. They're selling the idea. Or this one, which I know I'll get phone calls on later. If you've got the time, we've got the beer, Miller beer. All right? It was about, oh, I deserve to relax. I deserve that. I deserve to take the deep breath. Chevrolet, freedom. Soda with peace. Beer with relaxation. It was more than just buying the product. It was that idea. Hey, there's one more jingle out there I want you to bring to your attention. It was in the early 1970s. A company came up with a slogan and a jingle that I think you still identify with. You deserve a break today. The idea was, you know, you've got it so hard. You've got it so tough. You deserve a break. I think it's become a part of our American culture, not just with wherever you're going to choose to have lunch, but rather our everyday existence that we deserve a break. Our culture doesn't elevate self-denial. It, it elevates... Well, all those things, those advertisers, what, what McDonald's was trying to sell there. That idea that you deserve this. Most often we're told we deserve to indulge. We deserve to be happy. You deserve to be put first, always. 
And while I'm not trying to deny that we should be happy, okay, and we should seek joy in our life, I'm not denying that at all, that should not be the totality of our existence or the totality of, of what we're about. For many, this pursuit of happiness has become extreme. It's become over-the-top expressions of self-enjoyment. I deserve that after all, no matter what it costs in wealth or relationships or time or anybody else. This self-absorption goes against what Jesus taught. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus says, then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Is that a typo? Is that supposed to say deserves? No. Must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? What good is it if someone deserves all that they've gotten and yet loses or forfeits their soul? Lent reminds us that as believers, we are told specifically to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily, just as Christ did, just as he did while he walked in his humanity. We are to duplicate. Does that mean we're to walk around with our face full of gloom and doom and just kicking the floor? Oh, I don't deserve anything. No, not at all. A smile should be on your face. You should experience joy. God created this whole world for us. He created colors for us, stars for us, snow for those of you who ski, beaches for every sane person. He did that for us, for our enjoyment. It's okay. So is it okay to enjoy life? Sure. But don't seek pleasure as the me first always thing. Don't make that our focus. During this season of Lent, we are called to focus on God, to focus on what Christ taught and what he did for us, to focus on our need of a savior, to focus on repentance and being right with God, to focus not on us, but on God. One of the minor prophets, Joel, writes about this, and, and maybe where we can start with it. It's in Joel chapter 2, starting in 11. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It's dreadful. Who could endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, Joel says. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. <coughs> bishop N.T. Wright, Anglican bishop, was commenting upon this passage, and he says, we find God saying to the people that when all the bad things are happening, then return to me with all your heart. And as Joel says, rend your heart and not your clothing. In other words, it's easy to make an outward gesture of penitence, that rending of the garments. It's easy to make an outward gesture, but make an inward one. Lent is a time of focusing. This is still N.T. right? Lent is a time of focusing what ought to be the habit of the heart anyway a time of going through and taking time and thinking about things that might be going wrong in our hearts, in our lives, and, and our coming back to God and praying for mercy, praying for a sense of direction, praying for, if it's needed, a new start. You see, God loves you. It's because he wants the best for you. So he is slow to anger, and he is full of gracious and steadfast love. That's what we cling to, and that's the thing that will sustain us through Lent. And he writes, he writes 
Bishop Wright wants us to not use Lent as an inward focus to cause us to lose heart, but rather an inward focus to better see what a loving and gracious God we have as our Father, a Father who loves you. God loves you. Let that sink in for a second. God loves you. But Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark, if God knew all that I've done, if God knew the real me, friend, God does know all about you already. In Psalm 139, it was read for us earlier, David writes about our all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present God. Part of this psalm was read for us, right? But not the complete psalm. Sometime this week, grab it up, Psalm 139. Towards the end, I think the last couple verses, Psalm 139 says this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God already knows, people, and he loves you. Not he loves you in spite of, or God loves you despite this, or God loves you even though you, none of those qualifiers. God loves you. We want to hide those less than noble characteristics of ourselves, those less than holy instances, those problematic areas, but God already knows them. We just need to agree with God about them. As Joel said, and David assures us, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. This season of Lent is a season of repentance. It invites God to examine our hearts and slow ourselves down enough to hear him reveal those dark places that need his light, that need his forgiveness, that need us to return to the Lord from. Another psalm, it speaks of repentance, of returning to God. It's Psalm 51. It's another psalm of David. This psalm was written when David had been confronted by the prophet Nathan over Bathsheba. Psalm 51, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. David knows he's sinned. He knows he's done wrong. He's tried to hide it. He's tried to cover it up. He even had someone killed to try to cover it up and hide it all. Nathan confronts him. David seeks forgiveness. Not because of some past good deed he had done, nor for any type of offering given at the temple, but rather because he knows God's nature. It is love. It is compassion, it is grace, it is forgiveness. God confesses his sin to God. God, who already knew it because he said, Nathan, hey, Nathan, go and tell him I already got this. Go tell him the story. David then asked God to remove the stain of sin from him, to restore right relationship between God and himself, restore the joy of relationship with God. It's in Psalm 51, 7 through 9, cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. But David is not done. He asks God to work in him and strengthen him. Openness to keep him seeking God to be amendable to God's Holy Spirit. He just doesn't seek forgiveness for the event, but rather being fully restored. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me, 
Restore me to joy in your salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to follow you, to sustain me. Repentance is not about, oops, sorry about that, God. Or maybe, as you might have heard, sorry, not sorry. Repentance is a turning away from whatever it was. A turning away from, but turning towards God. Sometimes we may turn away from one sin only to come face to face with another one and walk that way. It's a turning away from and turning towards God. One author I was reading put it this way. Repentance, as David shows us, is a deliberate act on our part to be humble, to seek forgiveness, to turn from the sin that we are entangled in and to live in God's empowerment over sin through the Holy Spirit. Repentance helps us counter our tendency towards unchecked sin and self-righteousness. It should be a common practice to the Christian, not only during Lent, but throughout all the year. Repentance doesn't negate earthly consequences, all right? David's sin had devastating consequences. The child of Bathsheba and himself died. Because of this incident later on, David's sons decide, you know what? We can do this better than him. The old man needs to go. And they start to civil war to throw David off the throne. Earthly consequences exist. But repentance does free us from the spiritual consequences of our sin. We are brought back into right relationship with God. Repentance, though, is not just prayer and words. It's not just that simple tearing of a garment. It's the rending of a heart. It's an action to turn back from the sin and back towards God. True repentance means humility and understanding that what we repent from needs to be avoided, needs to be stopped, <laughs> needs to be ran away from. Not just in words, not just in the tearing of our garment, but in the rending of our hearts. I started off talking about how the world we are in, we're taught and told that you deserve to be indulged, to put yourself above all else, to seek personal pleasure at the expense of other relationships rather than deny ourselves anything. Lent reminds us that as believers, we are told specifically to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily, just as Jesus did. Repentance does not give us a free pass on the break we deserve for trying to walk in obedience that we deserve because of anything we have done. Repentance gives us a restored relationship with God because of who he is that Christ did for us at the cross, all because God loves you. We have all failed. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. God loves you and is gracious to you. We all have need of forgiveness. God loves you and forgives you freely. We all have stuff going on in our lives. God loves you and has compassion for you. We're going to go to prayer in just a minute, but I want to give us some time to consider, to repent, to be restored. So I have a video. It's called Rain. It's from the skit guy. Rain down on me, almighty God. Shower me with your grace. Flood me with your mercy. For I am a dry and barren land, consumed by the rot of my sin, burdened beneath the weight of my transgressions. Pour out your loving kindness Drench my heart with your presence. Renew my soul, refresh my purpose, reignite my passion. Rain down on me as I own my iniquities. 
rain down on me as I humbly confess. Rain down on me as I enter your presence. Rain down on me, Almighty God. Let's join with that prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the blessings you've bestowed upon us. Thank you for the joy that is part of our lives. Thank you. But Father, we need more than that. We need your infilling. We need you in our lives. And so Father, we pray for you to rain down on us. Rain down on us your love, your grace, your peace, your mercy, your compassion as we turn towards you, Father. Father, we come before you knowing that we have all failed. I know I have failed in areas of my life, and Father, I ask for forgiveness for them. I ask for a renewed spirit of your presence, especially in those areas, to stand up, to fight, to turn from, to run toward you. Father, rain down on us. Rain down on us all here with you. Father, we need an infilling of you in our lives. This world can oftentimes be a, <laughs> a hard, sad, rough place, telling us that we deserve a break today. What we deserve, Father, you took the punishment for. What we deserve, you took away. What we don't deserve, you gave us. Yourself, your love, your peace. Father, help us all. Help us all to come running home to you, to be in your presence. Father, rain down on us. Mike? Amen. You stand with us. Came sin, who knew no sin, that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing, love so amazing. Jesus Messiah. Name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah. Lord of all, His body the bread, His blood the wine, broken and poured out, all for love. The whole earth trembled and the veil was torn. Love so amazing, love so amazing. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah. Lord of all, all our hope is in you, all our hope is in you, all the glory to you, God, the light of the world, all our hope is in you. 
All our hope is in you. All the glory to you, God, the light of the world, Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel. The rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all, Lord of all. He's the Lord of all. Thank you. Remember, even among the somber, there's still joy to be found. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. God loves you. Have a good week. Thank you.